and welcome to a brand new edition of the Goshen New Sports Podcast. Austin Huff with Evan Lee Pack. So, this That's is me. it. That's you. Welcome, That's Evan. <laughs> Say hello. Hello, Evan. That's loud. Okay. I'm Evan. You are Evan. Sports reporter for the Goshen News. I am Austin, sports editor of the Goshen News. Austin Huff? Sometimes. Jam-packed episode. Uh, stay tuned for an interview with Cody Vincent. He's a Jimtown High School graduate. He's back in the area working with Northwood football team as an assistant coach. Works for this company called Whistle Recruits, so he helps a lot of recruiting out. Has a had an interesting journey through his uh, professional career so far. Worked at some major college football level, so um, some fun interview with Cody. High school level, yeah. some coaching, some recruiting stuff, like you said, some social media, graphic designs all over the map. Yeah, he's done a little bit of everything, so uh, stay tuned. Second half of the episode for our interview with Cody. Uh, let's talk about high school sports first. We had a busy week. First real full week of everyone going. No no holiday breaks. Nothing to, you know, distract us just from the high school sports world. Getting in a rhythm. Yes. Bit of a rhythm here. Yes. And uh, we will yes. start with the moneymaker in this Indiana high school sports. In 49 other states, it's just a game. We will say that every week. Um High school. Be ready for it. Boys basketball. Um, couple, couple notable happenings this past week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know I have uh, Northwood on the sheet first, but I want to start with the other North that we cover: North Ridge, the Raiders. Four North Ridge, four and O. Two really impressive victories this week. Friday night, you were there. Culver Academy, 50-48, to 48, followed it up with a road win at Valparaiso, one of the better 4A teams in the north, 53-51. to 51. Northridge is now the number 12 team in the Class 4A AP poll, so second leading receiving votes getter, Northridge, 4-0. Um, you can't really count out uh, Scott Radiker. doesn't matter. He loses key pieces, and the young guys step up for him. It's amazing. They play. I mean, I watched them. Like I said, I watched them on Friday night. They play really well as a unit, as a team. They're never flustered. They really have a mental edge to them that you can see on the court. Mental edge. That's a, a maybe a future uh, plug there. Plug. <laughs> so they just do a great job of because Culver Academy is a really physical athletic team on Friday night and there was multiple times in that game where the Raiders could have folded they're down six or seven multiple times they could have let the Eagles kind of take the game over but they always had an answer and at the end of the game you you end up sticking around you're gonna have a chance to win and that's what they did they ended up getting a win late in that one secured a nice victory Nolan Bales big three in the corner assist from Noah Zamuda by the way and which was cool about that was because the possession before that, he threw he threw a turnover, a turnover pass. Yeah. Culver goes and scores. They don't have the lead anymore. It's late in the game. I mean, a lot of players are like, wow, checked out after that. But not Noah, not Noah Zamuda. You know, he, he sets up his teammate. It's the go-ahead three that gives him a 47-46 lead late, and they don't uh, give it up after that. So 
yeah, I liked your I liked your lead of your story talking about that. You know, Noah Zamuda kind of making the mistake but coming right back, making the key play. He's kind of a unsung athlete type of guy for them. He's not going to lead them in scoring really ever. In the first game, said, yeah. first game against Elkhart, he had no points, but he did a lot of different things on the court. You know, I can already see if we do unsung athletes in the summer again, he's going to be. Zamuda's he's going to be. be a, he's probably going to be the Northridge nominee. Yeah. So. If we do that, it's a TBD every year. You never know. Um, He'd be deserving because that's that's what yeah. Coach Scott Radiker said. He's you know you watch him on film. He does a lot of the little things. Right. He's it, kind of like a glue guy mm-hmm. because Alec Allenson he's dunking the ball. That's fun to watch. Both Bales kids are hitting threes. Radiker kids hitting threes. Springer's kids hitting threes. They're all hitting threes. Everyone's hitting the flashy threes or dunking the ball, and there's Noah Zamuda making the pass. Setting yeah. them up. Yeah. You know, you need the glue guy, like you said. So, good start for them. They don't play until Saturday against Angola, who's 0-3. So, you got to figure the Raiders are favored in that contest. 5-0, and probably. Same yeah. Time. They, um, they're playing well. It's fun. They are, once again, like... Because usually it's, they, they have a slow start, and then they pick it up. Yeah. A couple years in a row there, it was like, oh, they're... Three and three. What is going on? And then they finished twenty and five. It's like, oh, okay, they're okay. Yeah. They're okay. Um, I mean, the, the, the year that was cut short by COVID, they were literally six and five, and they won fifteen in a row before the season canceled the or the pandemic canceled the season. So, I mean, they were rolling, and then they won their first like two or three games in 2020, 21 season. So it was, it's like, oh, the winning streaks continued. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we mentioned Northwood kind of. They lost a kind of a showcase game against Beach Grove Saturday morning. Uh, they destroyed Triton Friday night. Mm-hmm. Wake up early, get on a bus to go to Brownsburg. Long drive, about two and a half hours. Um, played 11.30 a.m. against the defending 3A state champ, Beach Grove. Only lose by four. Led the game in the fourth quarter. By seven, by so, as many as seven. That second half, they just kind of ran out of gas. Is what yeah. is what you think? That's yeah. probably true. Is honestly with the travel, playing the night before. I don't know what Beach Grove situation Be- was. Beach Grove did play Friday night as well, but they are much closer to Brownsburg than Northwood is. Mm-hmm. So, big difference. Know. Did you see that play? Uh, Rosh made no the behind the back. He's dribbling the ball down the court. Goes behind the back, full court. And then he ends up making a nice layup while it was contested. It was that guy from the Indie Star, Kyle Netterep. Yeah, yeah. I, he I was, was taking videos. I was um, I was watching Notre Dame men's basketball lose to Syracuse at the same time, which we can get to later. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel too. Um, yeah. So I, I Northwood, I'm gonna chalk that up to just being tired. Like they also Beach Grove is really a team. And Beach Grove is a good so. team, right? Right. It's not like they lost to some. Some bum, you know. Yeah. Beach Grove is defending 3A state champ. I know we made fun of their coaching situation a couple of weeks ago, but, like, they're still good. Mm-hmm. They moved up to number five in the 3A AP poll today. Northwood went from number one to number three, which is fine. That's early, and these things really don't matter, even though I like to think they matter because I vote for this thing now. Yeah. But yeah. they don't. Like, Mishawaka Marion's number one. They had a 3 and a week. You know, good for them. They beat Goshen last week, last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um but you know Northwood, they're they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be fine. I, I wouldn't push the panic button. Intriguing game Thursday with Westview. Westview is 
proven to be scrappy. Scrappy. Scrappy in this first Both three games. Both two teams are scrappy. It's Their true. two wins are against not great teams, but they pushed Northridge to the end. Mm-hmm. If Brady Yoder has a crazy big scoring game, he could keep them in it. Um, it's I I don't want to call a lot it, of size, so I wonder. Yeah, how they, the Rosh brothers should should dominate. Mm-hmm. Ian and Tyler both being six five and taller, like that. Northridge has six eight. Obviously, the six eight guy that we discussed. Allenson and but versus I'm, Rosh. Will I'm be just fun. wondering how Westview guarded that guy. That's the know. question. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe they didn't. They they just kept scoring. I think he had the lead. I think he was the leading scorer. I'm gonna pull that up. But still, yeah, it's like how do you how do you if you have your tallest guy is like six three. Mm-hmm. And Allenson is out there at six eight. Uh, good luck, you know. That's a that's a, so, that's a zone right there. So, um, here we go. Alex Allenson had eighteen points for Northridge in the win over Westview. Did he also have fourteen rebounds? No, they don't have any <laughs> rebounds to add to the email, unfortunately. Uh, Northwood Westview, like we said, Thursday. Um, I believe they. Play Saturday against Fairfield as well. So this mm-hmm. is their one of their NECC weeks that they like to do. Every once in a while, they're just like, "Hey, let's play a couple NECC teams." Why not? Like, Why not? You know, spruce it, it up. up, spruce it up, spice, spice it, it up. up. I mean, they're area teams still technically. So, yep. Um, game I covered on Friday night was fun. Jimtown went up sixteen zero. 21 to 3. It was 21 to 3 quarter. after the end of the first quarter, and it didn't even feel that close. It was a blowout of epic proportions. And then Concord just came back, just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. Took the lead early fourth quarter. Uh, Jimmy's got it right back. Jimmy's. Yep. So, fun game. I don't know if other team is good, but it was entertaining for second half at least. When Concord got it to 10 at halftime, they're like, okay, they're in this. They survived that. Crazy. So what happened? Did Concord just like turn it on, or Jimtown just start making a bunch of mistakes? I think it was a combination of like like Jimtown made like every shot to start the game. It was, and if they were missing, they were getting offensive rebounds and mm-hmm. making it like so. Like they almost couldn't miss second chance points. They'll get you. Concord couldn't make anything, and then I think that like the law of averages started playing out a little bit more. Concord got more space. You know, finally on offense, it got some shots to fall. Jimtown's threes weren't going in, you know, as much. Jimtown made nine threes in the game, eight of them in the first half. So, like, you know, they cooled down from beyond the arc, let Concord come in and get more involved with the game. Um, so, it was probably the combination of that. Um, again, I, don't, I, can't, I can't tell if either team is good. Uh, Jimtown lost to Riley really bad to start the season. Concord came back Saturday and beat Angola, so they're two and two. So, and then, but it was only a one point game. Concord could be four and zero. They were leading Prairie Heights in their opener, lost that game. They ended up beating St. Joe by four. They had a shot at the buzzer to beat Jimtown, and then they beat Angola by one. They could easily be four and zero. They could be zero and four. Like they're weird. You can play that. They're going to be. They were like Either that. Way. Yeah. I know. Yeah, they were. Um, they kind of were like that last year, I felt like, at times, too, where they just had a lot of games because they were so experienced. I mean, they almost beat Northwood last year. Remember that? That was a crazy game. Mm-hmm. Only game yep, that was yep, played yep. played in the state that night mm-hmm. So because of all the snow. Um, that was fun. That was the Cade Brenner uh, layup. Yep. 
game winner. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they had games. Concord was in games the whole season, and they just you know. So, um, yeah, they got to a sectional title. They did, and they just barely finished over five hundred. Yeah, they were like thirteen and twelve or mm-hmm. whatever. Could have been better. They had, they had a lot of veterans on that team. Yeah. But could have been worse. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, <laughs> some interesting... Uh, the, the slate this week's intriguing. West Obel plays Concord Wednesday. West Obel, 3-0. Survived against Wawasee overtime. Scrappy Wawasee. Wawasee is scrappy. They're, they they're feisty. Um, so, yeah. I mean... And then Concord gets to host Penn Friday night. Marcus Burton's pretty good. Hot take. Thoughts and prayers. 34 points and the win against uh, Crown Point Saturday. The triple team that guy. But and even then. Unfortunately. They had a lot of good players two around them. people open. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, I think Western Northwood Thursday could be could be interesting. Brandy Yoder could keep a minute. Just handling that size for Northwood. For West, Westview against Northwood will be... A, a tall task, literally. Yeah. Goshen gets Elkhart Tuesday night, tonight, and then they go to South Bend St. Joe. So that's two winnable games for them this week. Uh, Elkhart struggling. They play Adams on Friday night. So after playing Goshen. So we'll see. See how they do. Should be interesting. Uh, girls basketball. They're also playing. Probably the biggest win of the week for all of our teams, Northridge. Uh, beat Fort Wayne Carroll. Carroll was ranked number eight in the coaches poll, the one class coaches poll last week. On the road, Northridge, good win. They're eight and two now. So Northridge ranked twelfth in the four A poll. So the coaches there's like the Indiana basketball coaches association does the one class poll. Mm-hmm. And then the Indiana Coaches for Girls Sports Association does a per class poll. So 4A, 3A, instead of the AP voting, mm-hmm. it's like the Coaches Association. So Northridge was, is 12th in the 4A Coaches poll this week. Deservingly so. They open up NLC play. First NLC game is this Tuesday tonight against Wallasee. Who Wallasee, is also decent this season so far, yeah. They're, uh, they're scrappy. I think Northridge will win comfortably, but it's a good start to the season. Yeah, under first year head coach Derek Gilreath. Gilreath, mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, Derek. Uh, big uh, big game for Derek Friday night against Goshen, the team he used to coach for. As an assistant coach, so that'll be fun. You'll be there. We'll have coverage. Big big NLC matchup, Goshen and Wawasee. Goshen one and zero in the NLC. They beat Plymouth this past weekend. First team to 40? I don't... Sure. It's going to be a tight one. A tight low scoring. Affair. I think Ocean Wallace will be a good game. Yeah. I think it'll be competitive. I'll be at Lakeland Fairfield Friday night. That should be fun too, I think. Lakeland's decent. Hartsoe. Peyton Hartsoe. She can go off. They're 5-4. and four. Fairfield's 9-1. and one. They are ranked 11th in the coaches 3A poll. Getting votes in the overall one class one as well. Obviously, 9-1, great start. Can the Lakers pull off the upset? I don't know. Find out. To be determined. After the break. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you mentioned Westview girls. 
Here we go. They're pesky. They've, they're they 3-0 in the NECC. If you go by the Sagarin ratings, they have beaten the three worst teams in the Northeast Corner Conference. But you can but only they, beat you the gotta, teams you hey, play. Those are, those are games that they have lost in the past. That's all I'm saying. They have been the worst team the last couple of years in the NECC. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Yoder has them playing inspired basketball. Hope Bortner went off against West Noble. Seventh made threes, 29 points. Yeah, impressive. And then they beat Churubusco. They get an interesting test with Garrett. So we'll see how two they... 2-5. Garrett, Garrett's 2-5, so it's a winnable game in theory. Yeah. It's at home, so we'll see. Um, I'm really liking what they're doing there, man. It's, it'd be fun. Bless you, girls basketball. They're they've got a lot of tradition, just like the boys. Um, you know, they were consistently a 15 game winner, 20 game winner. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at you look at John Harrell's website. The last 20 years, 25 years, like most of those years are winning seasons, sectionals. They went to state in 06. Like they they're a good program historically. Like been really strong, winning sectionals, regionals. Been on hard times the last four or five years, but. It would be it's it's better when they're when they're playing better. I feel like it's just it's fun. They're just a couple of possessions away from six and three. They should have beat Beth. They could have beat Bethany Christian. That would have been a huge win. Wawa well, was really tight too. Yeah. So yeah, they've only really been blown out by Go or Northridge. Northridge. Yeah, Goshen, Northridge, Goshen so. and East Noble were double digit games, but yeah, Northridge, they're gonna do that to most people. Most teams. Yeah. Um. And also shout out Zoe Willems. Just a just a monster game against Prairie Heights last week. Thirty three. Right? Thirty three points. It's crazy. She made fifteen of fifteen free throws. Mm-hmm. It's insane. That, yeah. It's insane. Uh it's got six, that rhythm down. Just unbelievable. Um they're six and one, ninth in the one A hole this week. Uh they're just really good. Um Playing also, very well. also a sneaky game on Friday night. Mishawaka Northwood Girls Basketball. Mishawaka's playing bad. They're six and three. Northwood is four and three. They are off to a much better start uh, than they have been the last two seasons. Um, Ayana Bonner, she's she's a freshman going off. She's a freshman. Just going off. <laughs> Twenty points in the win against Concord Friday night. Follows it up with thirteen points in the win against Jimtown Saturday. Two wins in two days for Northwood. Good stuff there. Um, they're playing with confidence. That's a home game for them in the pit. They could they could beat the cavemen. Watch out. Be two and one in the NLC. It's gonna be hard to beat Warsaw and Northridge in the NLC girls basketball this year. Northridge. They're still rebuilding. They're just looking for positive happenings. And so far, and they've first gotten year some head coach. Yeah. First year head coach, shoot. You just wanna like lay the groundwork. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I'm I think they're doing a good job so far. I wanna give them a shout out because they're they're playing well. So is Westview. It's fun. These teams that have struggled the last couple of years, they've got some excitement around them right now. It's always nice. Yeah. Uh, wrestling. Unless you had any of their basketball points. We hit the main ones. The key ones. I think we did. Wrestling. Um, yep, a lot of teams doing well this past weekend. I don't really... There's, it's really hard to narrow it down. A lot of guys went 5-0 and in these Super Duels invites. Jimtown mm-hmm. uh, won their home Super Duel. Wallace and Elkhart both went 4-1 and at the Warsaw one. Um... Concord was there too, went two and three. Koltukian wrestled at 195 and was top wrestler in that weight class. Mm-hmm. Wawasee had four guys go undefeated. Elkhart had two. 
Um, so there's some good performances there. It's all in our prep roundup, goshenews.com slash sports. Take a look. Um, Goshen went three and two with the Plymouth invite. Um, yeah, I mean, just a lot of, you know, these super duels, it's, you know, they're wrestling some teams that aren't as good, but they also get the big, some of these NLC matchups obviously are important, affects your conference record. Um, this Saturday, we have Northridge invite, which has um, a couple of our area teams. Elkhart invite also has a couple teams. And uh, during the week, big NIC matchup, Jimtown at Elkhart. We'll be there for that. You'll be there for that. So We'll. I say when I say will, I mean I know the Goshen the Goshen news. news. We shall make our presence felt. Another wrestling. I've I've become a wrestling expert. You you've been watching the graphs a lot. I will be at the Wallace Goshen showdown Thursday. Wallace probably the favorite going into that. Evans laughing for some reason. Can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah, Goshen. Well, we'll see. That's going to be a good time. It's going to be a scrap. Yeah, literally. On the mat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to add for the wrestling. It's kind of hard, again. Like these. It's early, too. I mean, it's we're still, still early. The teams are still getting going here. Yeah. I mean, that was Jimtown's first meet matches of the year. or two mm-hmm. weeks into the season, technically. So we're still feeling teams out. I mean, we said that with basketball, but we're starting to get an idea. Girls basketball for sure. Yeah. Boys basketball where you have rough ideas of who's going to be good there. Yeah. We got a, we got some hunches. We got a few hunches based off of a couple of results. Yeah. Uh, swamming. Let's do some swamming. They had some swim, big swim, swim. Guess what? A Brenneman is good at swimming. Shocking. And that Brenneman goes to Concord. Shocking. <laughs> a Brenneman at Concord is good at swimming. What a surprise. Wow. Uh, Katie Brenneman, she's a freshman. Dun, dun, wow. Dun, dun, dun. She's going to go D1 if she continues. She's going to swim at the junior national meet this weekend. So, pretty good. As a freshman? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty decent. Good. Uh, <laughs> she won four events at the Hall of Fame Classic. Two individuals, 500 free and the 400 IM. And then she was on two relay teams. 200 free, 200 IM. Um, also was on a couple wins for the uh, Goshen match on um, last Tuesday that you were at. Yeah, they dominated that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Concord once again. They have sur. Uh, this is this might, not, might be a hot take. Probably not a hot take, but they have surpassed Northridge as the program in this area. It used to be Northridge for a long time. Penn too. Penn's always there, but like NLC, it's Concord. Northridge lost it. I mean, they're high-quality, high-class divers, and you lose your diving coach as well, or the swim coach. Head swim coach. Head yeah, swim Bob coach. Burns, Bob Burns is still there. Bob Burns is still there. That's right. Yeah. Nice guy, by the way, Bob. I like Bob. Mm, very mm-hmm. nice guy. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, Northridge is going to have to rebuild that a little bit. So, Concord's kind of leaped over him a little bit on that spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's been interesting to watch the shift in my time here. When I got here in 2018, this is right after Northridge girls for second at state which is basically like winning state when you think about it because Carmel, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, and, they were, and the boys program was, you know, top 10 at state. And now Concord is that NLC program that is going, making those state appearances. The boys team is solid again this year. The girls, they appear not to have missed a beat. 
Let's literally plug in another Brenneman and we're good. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. Um, so they're going to be a team to watch. Once again, we're going to talk about them a lot. So um, it's crazy. Uh, big girls, big girls meet this Tuesday tonight. Tonight, right after we are taping this, like within two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Wallace at Concord. Girls, this is going to decide the NLC. Yes, the Mishler sisters. And Kaya Farrington and someone, a couple other swimmers that I'm missing, and I apologize off the top of my head. I did not write everyone down. Can they do enough to steal enough points from Concord to win? It's going to be the question. I don't think they have the depth, but it's going to be competitive, and that's fun. That's fun. Excuse me. I'm having hiccups as I'm talking about this. <laughs> You're so excited about this swim meet. I'm pumped. Yeah. <laughs> well, that popping pee, that's going to go great. Pumped. You kind of just, just you, kind of, you kind of dulled it out a little bit. Yeah, like I, I try to hold it back. Yeah. Bumped. Yeah, there you go. Oi, oi! <laughs> out in the street there was violence. Okay, um, I'm excited for that. It's gonna be interesting. You'll be there. Check out the coverage. GoShoNews.com. You'll get to find out about how everything went in my story. That'll be out tonight. Yes. Um, should be fun. Who's who's the uh, who has the who's in the driver's seat? And the NLC and girls swimming at the end of tonight? Find out at ghostnews.com slash sports. After this break. Um, <laughs> um, okay, let's talk some Notre Dame before we get to the Maple Leaf Minute. A um, lot of Notre Dame news this week. We shall start with the moneymaker, football. They are going to be playing in the Gator Bowl. Tax Slayer, right? Yeah. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, Florida. Friday, December 30th. 3.30 p.m. ESPN. Or was it ABC? ESPN. Okay. ESPN. Yes. We'll have coverage for that, too. Yeah, you'll be there. Back-to-back years. Bowl yeah, coverage. Yeah, a lot, lot less... Uh, Travel. Yeah, expenses for this one. <laughs> we'll just say that. Um, yeah, no no airplane. That's nice. Um, and you still get the same warm weather, so it's pretty convenient. Um, South Carolina is their opponent. I think I said that. Don't remember. Both teams are 8-4. and four. You did say that. Gamecocks. Both have beaten Clemson this year. Uh, South Carolina has the next best win against Tennessee. Ten- South Carolina is the champion of the Orange Bowl, basically. Tennessee, Clemson. Tigers and Vols in the Orange Bowl. Perfect. The orangest Orange Bowl That's of all time. It's ever been oranged. It's ever been orange. <laughs> it's ever been squeezed, the Orange Bowl. Um, so yeah, Notre Dame, the biggest news other than the bowl game announcement, of course, Drew Pine, the man who has started at quarterback the last 10 games. Eight and two. Eight and two starter. He's entering the transfer portal. Uh, Marcus Freeman was asked about this Sunday night, naturally, basically came down to a conversation that he had with Drew saying that, you know, he's going to look into the transfer portal probably to try to get a quarterback, which makes a lot of sense given Tyler Buckner's coming off an injury. And when he was healthy, he didn't look great. Steve Angeli, you don't know what you have with him. So you have a lot of inexperience at the position. Drew Pine is Drew not Pine elite is enough. relatively limited quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be tearing it up at Western Michigan, I'm sure, like you I like to talk Go about. Bronx. Bronx, that sounds weird. Like we're in New York. Broncos. Yeah, I know. I know what you meant. Um, he could go to Bowling Green. Toledo. Maybe Central Michigan. Could be a Chippewa. Eastern Michigan. Jim McElwain's going to hit that guy up. 
How many Chippewa. max schools can we list off? Can we list them all off? Northern Illinois. Ohio. Northern Illinois. Ball State. Which ones we have we not said yet? Ball. Oh, thank you. You said Ball State. Um, what was I going to... did. I'm trying to think. Well, we, we listed off so many there to start. I don't remember which ones we did. We didn't cover. Toledo. Miami of Ohio. There you go. Miami of Ohio. I don't know if there's any more. How many are there? There's 10. Miami of... Okay, we're not going to list them all out. This will be boring <laughs> audio. I was about to start listing them off. No, we can do that later. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, somewhat surprising news, given he had been the starter there, and maybe he wants to try to win the starting position how much? How much he loved Notre Dame and how much he already stuck it out. But right. I guess he got a taste of starting. He's like, I can actually start somewhere else, so... Right, and That's I think he sees good. the writing on the wall. I think as soon as Marcus Freeman mentions we're going to look into the transfer portal, and he knows that he didn't win the starting job to begin with, Buckner is healthy. He's a full go, according to Marcus Freeman. So he's, barring something unforeseen, he is starting the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Freeman was pretty noncommittal in that answer. Sunday night he was like, we have three quarterbacks on the roster, and they're all practicing, and we could see all any of them playing the bowl game. It's like, okay, dude, we get it. You're just trying to save face. But luckily someone asked him a follow-up like, hey, is Buckner 100%? He's like, yep, he's full go. So Buckner is, is going to start mm-hmm. this bowl game. I would be shocked if he doesn't. I would be shocked too. Um, so I think it's an intriguing matchup. South Carolina couldn't have ended the season any better. Nope. After they got housed by Florida and Missouri, both of our schools – Destroyed South Carolina this year. And then they just go and beat two top ten teams back to back. Yeah. Not only, I mean, slaughter Tennessee and then go on the road and beat Clemson. Yeah. Like no one wins there ever. And they have been 40 in a row for Clemson at home. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Beamer. Beamer ball. Yeah. So, intriguing matchup. I'm sure we'll talk about it more as we get closer to the game. Um, it was a big basketball week for Notre Dame as well. Covered four games there. A lot of Purcell Pavilion free hot dogs and free pretzel. Peanut, peanut, I did get a pretzel, the Shamrock pretzel. I got I got the pretzel one night. I got the burger on Sunday. I got the bratwurst on Saturday. That's right. Yeah, you said that bratwurst. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what. I just got snacks on Wednesday night because I already eaten dinner. But Thursday I went pretzel, so. Um, men went one and one. They won the game that we didn't think they were going to win, and they lost the game we didn't think they were going to lose. Beat Michigan State, whooped them. Wasn't even close. Seventy to fifty-two. Cormac Ryan couldn't miss. Electrifying performance. Then they just like decided not to wake up against Syracuse. Lost sixty-two sixty-one. There's that zone, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, it was like a double whammy because it was like. The best player for Syracuse, he's from the Netherlands, Jesse Walters. Right after the Netherlands beat USA in the World Cup, it's like, ugh, so much orange. Just stick it a little deeper in. I know, the, it the sword, the it sword, the knife, not a sword. The knife. Well, sword works Sword's too. A same, bit, same effect. A bit medieval. We know. We're, we're mm-hmm. thinking knife. We're thinking knife. Mm-hmm. Um, and the women, they won the game that they probably weren't supposed to win, and they lost the one that they weren't supposed to lose. So very similar weeks. Uh, the women lost to Maryland. Tough game. Buzzer beater. Diamond Miller electrifying for Maryland. 31 points in that game. Uh, she was great. Notre Dame had some foul trouble. Olivia Miles 
pretty much didn't play a lot of the fourth quarter because she had four fouls. Mm-hmm. So that was tough for them. They didn't play the greatest game in the world, but he still were within two points. If that shot doesn't go in, you go to overtime, you never know what happens, right? Right. They follow it up Sunday with a complete performance against UConn. Just, you know, outside of like the first couple minutes, Notre Dame dominated that game. Mm-hmm. Olivia Miles, sensational all day. Sensational. Six of seven shooting in the first quarter alone. Finished with 21 points. She was great. Uh, Maddie Westfield was awesome. Uh, Lauren Ebo down low, just dominated in the paint. I mean, that was like a clinic. They looked the part. And it was like, okay, that's the team that that can make a run to the national title right there. Mm -hmm. So they actually moved up in the rankings. They went from seventh to fifth. So they weren't penalized really for that loss. And they were rewarded for beating UConn. So... Beating them pretty handily, too. Yeah. Neil Ivy, big signature victory early in her third season here. What did Gino um, think? Hmm? Gino Oriema. What do you think? What do you have to say? He seemed pretty okay, all things considered. Their, their leading scorer, AZ Fudd, she got injured in the first quarter. Late in the first quarter, hurt her knee, kind of got it fallen on. They took her out for a precaution. So th- they didn't lose. They lost that, you know, scoring threat. So maybe the game is closer she was averaging 24 a game. So yeah, that's you got to think a, that's it's going to be. Loss. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they already lost Paige Beckers before the season even began, who was the best player in the country. So, you know, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. So he seemed relatively okay. He kind of said, like, you know, you can't win or lose a national title in December, but you can maybe learn what you need to do to win and not to lose one. You're mm-hmm. right. So, like, we have, he's like basically saying we have to find a way to score points when our leading scorer isn't out there. So right, makes sense. Yeah. So he seemed okay. He, he Gino's been doing this long enough. He knows it's, it's December fourth. Jim Beheim. Six now. He wasn't much better. Jim Beheim was upset that his team won. It seemed like so. <laughs> he's like, I just want to lose so I can quit. Seems two and four though. He's, I mean, he can't be that happy. So yeah. Okay, let's do the Maple Leaf minute, and then we will. Throw it to our interview with Throw it to our guy, Cody, Cody Vincent. So, uh, Dante Stanton, Maple Leaf. Hey, it's Dante. We're looking at your Maple Leaf Minute, brought to you by 91.1 The Globe. First game's back from Thanksgiving break, doubleheader action for the men's and women's basketball teams on Wednesday. The men were at home against the St. Francis Cougars. They were down just three at the half, 47-44, but were outscored by 20 in the second half, eventually falling 100-77. Ilias Ramirez popped on for the season-high 21 points. Moving to Saturday, the men were on the road in Game 2 of a doubleheader against the Spring Arbor Cougars. The Leafs relied on Caleb Wright early. First year dropped a total of six threes in the game. The Maple Leafs held a seven-point lead into the half, but scored just 24 second-half points, eventually falling 72 to 67. Wright finished the day with 28 points, a career high. On the women's side, Goshen was on the road against St. Francis on Wednesday. The defense held the Cougars to just 66 total points, but scored just 20 in the first half of action. The offense kicked up in the second half, but it wasn't enough to overcome the Cougars. Leafs fall 66 to 58. On to Saturday's matchup at Spring Arbor, the Leafs suffered from a similar slow start, growing just five total first quarter points. The offense could kick it into gear in the second half with Zion Neat scoring 21, but the Cougars still pulled away 79-61 to hand the Leafs their third straight Crossroads League loss. Finally, the men's and women's track seasons opened up competition at the Blue and Gold Invitational at Notre Dame on Friday. Leafs scored their very first national qualifier right out of the gate, with Summer Cooper reaching the NAIA standard in the 3,000-meter race. That's going to do it for your Maple Leaf Minute. Tune in next week for more Maple Leaf Athletics. Thank you, Dante, for that Maple Leaf Minute. 
We will now go to our interview with Cody Vincent, Northwood special teams football coach. Works for a company called Whistle Recruits, Jimtown grad. Fun interview with him talking about his career, what he does, things like that. So uh, here is Cody Vincent. Now we welcome on a very special guest. He is a Jimtown High School alum. He recently spent this fall coaching the Northwood High School football special teams. He has had various jobs working in college football, major college football. Mm-hmm. He's another SEC boy with us here. <laughs> yeah. uh, most recently an SEC boy before coming back home. Uh, we are delighted to have Cody Vincent join us on the podcast. Cody, how are we doing? Great. Thank you guys for having me so much. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, he's, he's wearing his Arkansas Razorbacks hoodie. <laughs> he said he needed to complete the trifecta of Missouri, of 6-6 six and six bowl eligible uh, SEC teams. Mm-hmm. Of average I think SEC that's all three. Teams, Did Mississippi yeah. State go 6-6 six and six as well? Do we know? Mm, I, think, I thought uh, they had a better, better record than that. I think so, too. They may have gone seven and five or eight and four. One I think two. they're going to a Florida Bowl, so they had to win more than six. Yeah. Well, hey, Bazoo's playing in a Florida Bowl game, and we won six games. <laughs> the worst Florida Bowl game. Yeah, so, so but you know, you know, you're in a bad bowl game when you're playing it before Christmas. That's how you know we've <laughs> exactly. That's Florida's true. playing next week. Seventeenth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bazoo's on the twenty third. I don't even know when Arkansas's bowl game date is. Who are they uh, playing? I think it's after Christmas. They're playing Kansas. Oh, and yeah. The Liberty Bowl. Oh, yeah, it's after Christmas. Yeah, Mizzou was, Mizzou, Mizzou was going to play them, apparently, but then we turned it down for some reason. Weird. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cody, thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mentioned at the top, you're a Jimtown graduate. Um, just want to maybe, for the listeners at home, want to take you, can you take us through your journey from Jimtown to this exact moment right here? Oh gosh, that, I, I don't know how long this podcast is, but my we goodness, got no, um, we got just maybe a you know quick bio blast. Where have you? What have you done in the football world, and what are you doing currently? And yeah, so I got my start into um, coaching football. I mean, obviously, I played for Bill Sharp at Jimtown. Um, kind of grew up in Bago, so um, I think you know I had so many great coaches growing up that I was just destined to go coach and um, get into this industry um but so i got my start in coaching actually uh, at eca when they um, started a club football program um and that eventually folded they were going to go ihsaa and eventually it kind of folded and moved off campus and um it's pretty cool to see they've continued that with uh, osceola grace program mm-hmm. um but anyway so when they kind of um let those plans go to go IHSAA. I I sent an email over to Sharpie, who was still at Jimtown um, as the AD, and um, they had a new head coach, obviously at the time, Mike Campbell. And I didn't know Mike, but um, Sharpie helped me kind of get acquainted with him and um, get back into the community. So anyway, I coached at Jimtown for four seasons, um, learned a ton, had a blast. Um, started out as a volunteer receivers coach, learning from my old coach, Gene Johnson another legend in that community. Um, And uh, by my last year there, I was um, working with the varsity as the passing game coordinator. Um, And from there, um, this whole time I'm in school to, um, I kind of transitioned from graphic design major, um, and I was in school to 
uh, for education because I was I was coaching and naturally I wanted mm-hmm. to continue that so I needed to get an education degree um, and once I graduated I had to obviously find a, a full-time teaching job that kind of led me out of the area um, I was uh, I think this is around 2015 I was teaching at uh, Twin Branch Elementary in Mishawaka um, and I got an opportunity to work at Notre Dame as a special teams assistant in 2015. Um, so I would teach my fifth graders <laughs> during the day. I would run home, I would grab something quick to eat, and then I would head up to Notre Dame uh, and I would just sit in front of a computer and usually my job was just to break down kind of quality control practice from the special team side. Um, and then I would move on to looking ahead two weeks out to an opponent and just kind of study their special teams. Um, that was incredible. Um, and the plan going into that was to work in recruiting and special teams, and it ended up being about 99% special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it taught me a, a bunch. Um, and I actually met, so kind of jumping ahead a little bit here, the founder and CEO of the company that I work for now, I met him at Notre Dame. Um, he was like uh, he was one of the recruiting coordinators there, working in um, graphic design and marketing, social media, and all that. And I met him there. Um, from there, 2016, kind of just getting a little more known in the the college football space. I finally got hired full time um, at SMU. Um, there were a few sort of options I had, but by this time I had a newborn daughter or about a year old daughter at the time and and a wife so had to make it work for the family Mm -hmm. um so we ended up kind of moving down to dallas at smu we were there for i think two years um that was just the i mean that was an awesome experience dallas is an awesome city what were you Uh, uh, doing at smu so at, at smu i was uh my title was director of graphic design um i went into that kind of hoping i was trying to get my toe in the door um, using some skills I had like with marketing graphic design to hopefully uh, do a little bit more football stuff and mm-hmm. it didn't really didn't really happen the way that I envisioned but um, you know I was I was good at something so that's what they, they kept me doing that mm-hmm. um, I did as much football stuff as I could while I was at SMU um, but that was awesome you know seeing that program grow and take off to where it is now um, and knowing the past, uh, the history of the program too. Um, but so Chad Morris was my head coach at SMU football and uh, he got hired at Arkansas in uh, 20, is the winter of 2017, 2018. And um, so this was crazy. I mean, we, we were <laughs> living in Dallas, my wife and our daughter, and we knew that this was a good possibility, but um, going through it is way more difficult. and. Um, stressful than you could ever imagine we were <laughs> just going into the office and kind of all of us hoping we'd get a call or a text message or whatever and um so long story short i got a text and just said are you in and i said absolutely and he said go get on a plane so basically worked for about three weeks in arkansas um before in December of 2017 before going back and kind of packing up, getting my family and uh, moving up to <laughs> Fayetteville. Literally, you get on a plane and go. Yeah, like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So it, it was insane. I mean, we were working 12, 14-hour days at the time trying to get recruits in, and this is before the portal and, and all that stuff. Uh, but 
It was awesome. I mean, I was I was there. Um, left Arkansas in May um, to join up with Whistle Recruiting, who again I the uh, CEO and founder of Whistle. His name is Luke Pitcher, and he worked at Notre Dame with me. So I'd been a customer uh, with Whistle or a client with Whistle Recruiting for a while, and um, you know I I'd, I'd really wanted to get back home, uh, get back to coaching, and just finding something that was a little more stable for myself and especially my family who now we have a, a son and a daughter um, so just wanted to get home with family and get back to coaching and just kind of get back to my roots a little bit and maybe not go through any more uh, very stressful coaching changes again <laughs> yeah you see because you you survived I mean Chad Morris obviously it didn't work out uh, too well for him at Arkansas um, I'm sure a lot of Arkansas fans are not thrilled of mm-hmm. his performance as a head coach. Nothing yeah. you could do, obviously, but you you were on the staff with Sam Pittman there for at least one year. Uh, yeah, so two years. yep. So Coach Morris was I was with Coach Morris for two seasons at um, Arkansas, and then Coach Pittman got brought in as the head coach um, in 2019, mm-hmm. uh, 2020 that winter. Um, so Coach Pittman thankfully kept me on the staff and. Um, I mean, it, it was awesome, really, to go from Coach Morris's style, seeing that at SMU in Arkansas, and just seeing Coach Pittman come in with his own style and just doing his new things, and mm-hmm. um, just the the different cultures and coaching styles of of all the guys that I've worked with. He seems like a unique individual, Pittman. Oh is he kind of kind of a crazy you, type of guy? You guys don't even know. He's <laughs> he is awesome. Um, just an awesome guy. Uh, I'll never forget going into his office and and talking to him about resigning. I mean, I was really nervous about it, not just because it was such a big deal to me to get into college football and then to to tell him that I was leaving. Um, he made me feel really good about the decision, and he, man, I'll I'll root for that guy forever. I only root for him eleven out of twelve. <laughs> so. Well, technically, we play Sam Pittman on a Friday now, so yeah. I'll root from every Saturday he's coaching. Yeah. Um, are you contractually required to have a good yes, sir? Oh, no, I, I, I'm not even going to try to do that. But man, I wish he was here to give you one. I was. Uh, so you guys need can you call him? Can you just call Sam Pittman right now? I'm sure he's not busy at all. He's got plenty. Nothing going on. Transfer portal. Nothing. Bowl game, perhaps. KJ yeah. Jefferson is coming back. Yeah. For Arkansas, that's, Arkansas, nice. that's a big yeah, deal. That's nice yeah, to big them, deal. Yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, I try to keep that yes sir as quiet as possible because I don't want to blow <laughs> out the mic. So I think that worked. Yeah. That was pretty decent. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, obviously, you bounced around a little bit. What's it like to kind of be back in your home state of Indiana? It's awesome. Uh, I feel like, I mean, while I was away, it was about six years or so, um, but I could never get away from it um like following i mean austin obviously i've followed you forever you. on social media <laughs> appreciate it um because at, at austin Huff, <laughs> yeah for this because i i couldn't like remove myself from this area and um all the great high school sports i mean mainly high school football that's around here um and it's like every friday i'd be checking the scores i, I was so invested in it and like nobody nobody even knew (laughs) Um, and people would tell me like why don't just coach high school in Arkansas it's like well I don't I mean I'm from Indiana all my family's there and um, it's it's just home to me I can't you know you can't get home out of you 
Right, exactly. By, by the way, at Cody Vincent on Twitter as well, in <laughs> yeah. case... It's pretty simple. That's that's awesome. I'm glad you claimed that one. It's professional, yeah. professional <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Um, I guess the one thing is the, comparing winters. I mean, is that the only thing maybe you don't my, miss about India? My <laughs> wife literally, literally about a week ago, my wife said, "Why did you bring me back?" To this? <laughs> <laughs> is your wife from India? So my wife bounced around a little bit um, growing up. She actually was born in Vegas and spent a few years out there, and then lived in Chicago. Um, and then came she, here. She knows winter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So doesn't I mean she loves it. Obviously, no, I mean, yeah, no one. <laughs> no one actually loves this weather. For but, the record. But also, like, I mean, Austin, you've been at Mizzou. Like, you know, Northwest Arkansas is no paradise. Like, no. You and you especially snow? if you get if you get snow there, you're done for about a week. Oh yeah. Because I mean, there are no snow plows, and then. Um, you also get ice storms in Northwest Arkansas. Oh, no. yeah. There's, there's wow. hills. It's there. happened in Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Mizzou, wow. Missouri was hilarious. Every year it snowed and people were shocked. It was like, no, yeah, this happens, guys. <laughs> like this happens every year. We had we had like four inches of snow my freshman year. We missed two days mm-hmm. of school. We had just two full days canceled. We it was crazy. And then we had an we had an ice storm my sophomore year. It was crazy. It was actually Super Bowl Sunday. It's like dumb. I remember that. But yeah. like that's how. Oh yeah, we were watching the Super Bowl and they sent an email out that it, everything's right. canceled. Right. So <laughs> just for that one day, we got one day. We couldn't literally, literally couldn't drive. It was insane. Um, yeah. No. It, it winter does hit there in that part of the country. Not as severe necessarily as here, but it gets cold. You yeah. need jackets. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we were we were shut down for over a week. I mean, we got a few inches and we were shut down for over a week. And I remember driving out. My wife had a four-wheel drive. Um, it was like a Jeep Liberty, and I went out for something one day, and I saw one plow, and he didn't even have his uh, his plow down. I'm like, God, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> it'll melt. It'll melt. Exactly. It just sits there and drifts and just makes it all worse. Yeah. Um, so you, we kind of mentioned your back coaching in the area. You spent this past year special teams coordinator. Is that the official title? Yeah. Northwood yep. football. Um, how was that experience like, especially with Dominic DeFreitas? I mean, he's one of the best kickers in the state, literally. He was getting all these honors this it, past week. It was unbelievable. I, The program, I mean, obviously, I had known of Northwood growing up playing them and coaching against them, but um, just getting involved with the program and getting to know Nate and the rest of the coaches and the community has been unbelievable. I mean, that the program that he's built there with the culture – among the the staff and the players is is awesome um but yeah dom (laughs) i can't take credit for any of that dom (laughs) is unbelievable um i was talking to him this week doing his uh his season exit meeting and he's just a great kid i can't wait i can't believe he's only a sophomore i can't wait to see how he develops the rest of the way yeah, it was impressive, uh, that sectional final game. I know you don't probably want to relive that one, but he made a 50-yarder. That was insane. That kind of yeah. gave you guys a little momentum going into halftime, I thought. Yeah. You guys were able to get it back within three there before Northridge pulled away late. But mm-hmm. um, So I got to kind of ask a mini follow-up. I mean, your first game back coaching was against North or against Jimtown. Sorry, you're coaching against your alma mater. First time you're back in coaching in seven years, really, like, any struggles there? Any uh, in? Were you like hurting when you kept on scoring against Jimtown? Or <laughs> I, I don't know. At, at some point um, during the preseason, kind of as that game kept creeping up, um, because all their coaches are friends of mine too. I, I coached with some of them, and I know most of them. 
Um, but at some point I just told myself, like, I'm not even going to think about it. Um, it's, it's a game and our job is to get the W. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it was really weird, especially playing there or coaching there. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I mean, I remember on the bus ride over, like, I got a job to do. We got a job to do. We're going to, we're going to go get the dub and go home. And you did. <laughs> you did. You got the dub. So. Must have been fun to walk out there though on the field and oh, everything. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's a special place and, um, I mean, I'll always love Jimtown, but, but now I'm in Northwood. Yeah. So. One day of the year you won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, at least for now. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, whistle recruiting, what can you tell us about it? What do you do specifically for them? So I am, uh, basically the director of marketing for whistle recruiting, um, and whistle actually was acquired in October by Teamworks, which is a um, like a sports um, communication tool. They've got yeah. they've acquired several different companies over the years, like um, Influencer and Notemeal, just um, helping college athletes out with like NIL deals or um, sports dietitians. And Whistle is kind of their recruiting tool. So. Uh, what Whistle does, and like I said earlier, I was a client or customer of Whistle for a while, and um, what Whistle does is it just makes my former job as a um, working in a recruiting department a lot easier. So when, when the head coach tells you he needs you to send out a graphic or something to 500 recruits in a day, mm-hmm. he, <laughs> instead of sending out 500 individual messages, you can just you know, click a few buttons and get it done. So right. um, it simplifies that process, and it's just a software company that deals with recruiting, communication, and strategy. Yeah. So it's um, I work from home. Um, it's a it's an awesome job and exciting company to be a part of. And I, and I at the same time I still get to kind of stay in that college football space. So all the relationships that I had developed over the last six years now. They'll ask me questions about the company or what mm-hmm. what we can do for them and questions about the product and all that stuff. So yeah, I've, I've noticed that it's not just football either, though. You guys do a lot of different sports. I noticed you guys. Do you run the Twitter account? Do you tweet the graphics yeah, and yeah, stuff so, like that? Yeah. So part of my job, and it's very similar to my previous job, but part of my job is the social media side of it. Um, and uh, yeah, we we obviously started out in football. Um, I think we we're up to shoot. 80, 90, um, at least FBS programs use whistle recruiting now. So um, we started out in football because that's where our founder's background was. And then obviously my background is in college football too. But now we're branching out a little bit. We just announced our first um, softball client yesterday and then our first baseball client today. And we've got a few basketball and track and field too. Oklahoma was one of those, correct? Yeah, OU baseball today. I I followed it on Twitter last week i should have probably followed it earlier given you've been working for them since may but um how did that come about i mean so you're obviously working at arkansas things are going pretty well it seems like and how does that how does this opportunity come about yeah so um as i've said i've known luke the the founder for a while and um we always stayed in touch because i was a client of his and um using the product and as they grew i i definitely kept an eye on it and it was sort of always in the back of my head like I want to I want to be a part of this someday because it just seemed like an exciting role and uh, exciting company and industry to be a part of and I met up with him about a year ago now at AFCA uh, down in San Antonio um, 
and we spent some time talking about it because they had a, a marketing position that they had posted and took a few months until May for it to actually kind of uh, materialize uh, but I jumped at it I mean just it's it's perfect right now for, for me and my family the opportunity to move home the opportunity to coach again and then obviously to be a part of this company that's just growing every day do you deal with the new aspect of the transfer portal now in college at all? So luckily, um, we're, I mean, we're pretty removed from all of the craziness that mm-hmm. is the recruiting world right now. Um, we are trying to help our clients mm-hmm. navigate it. Right. Uh, but the the portal is absolutely insane right now. Yeah. I think I saw just last mm-hmm. night. Um, there's a, an account on Twitter that's doing a good job of sort of keeping up with it. And I think 3,500 football players have entered the portal from all levels. So FBS, FCS, mm-hmm. um, and on down. Yeah. So I saw it was 62 quarterbacks at the FBS level entered the portal just yesterday, Monday. It's, it's that's crazy. insane. Like, do they all, there's only 120 FBS starting spots. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of them are already secured. I know? saw, um, I might have retweeted it actually, but I saw a breakdown kind of like just doing the math, like with this amount of players in the portal and realistically how many each program is going to take. Mm. I mean, so many kids are going to get left out with right. no place to play. And, and I feel like they don't even think about it when they do it. It's just, oh, well, everyone's doing this. I might as well do it. And I mean, I'm not going to name names or programs, but I know places in college football where if you put your name in the portal then there there ain't no coming back like that's Mm -hmm. you just quit the team so your locker's cleaned out and then that's the end of it um obviously those rules might bend a little bit depending on how good you are but um, yeah but it's it's sad really i mean one of a former player of mine he played uh fbs football and uh his career is over now and and everything but he asked me I think it was the first year of the portal he asked me about going into it and I just said no way <laughs> I mean unless you have a plan which then again if you have a plan you're it's probably tampering which is yeah an NCAA violation mm-hmm. but yeah unless you have a plan about where you want to go then in my opinion jumping in the portal is kind of insane I mean you're just gambling with your career mm-hmm. unless you're a superstar, right? Tra- grad transfer quarterbacks tend to yeah. have a better, like yeah. Jack Jack Cohn when he came to Notre Dame, or yeah. all these other guys like Spencer Sanders will find a place, mm-hmm. or yeah, um, the the guy from NC State, O'Leary, I think mm-hmm. it was Devin O'Leary. He that's not right. Is that Leary. the coach? Leary. What Leary? Yeah, yeah. yeah. O'Leary. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, you mentioned when you were starting at Arkansas that the transfer portal didn't really exist. So I'm wondering from your perspective because by the time you left massive it's everywhere how do you how did you how was it that evolution i guess like what was that like you know in december you're trying to get high school kids to commit now all of a sudden you're trying to also get other college kids to commit what was that transition like with this invention i guess of the portal it's uh i think the only way to to put it is it's just complete insanity uh, <laughs> craziness i mean it's yeah. chaos yeah is what it is because um, you i mean now you're able to flip a roster. You know, if you go into a job um, that 
needs to kind of upgrade their talent, like Lincoln Riley did at USC this year. I mean, mm-hmm. he flipped that roster, and they were a win away from going to the playoff. And last year, I'm not even sure if they went to a bowl game. I don't think they did. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just the ability to kind of do that with your team is great, but at the same time, it's kind of sad and scary. I mean, just about, you know, where did all of these players go? Um, so... Yeah, yeah, I think Deion Sanders is being uh, tasked with doing yeah. that right now <laughs> yeah. at Colorado. He even yeah. just said, yeah. if you don't want to be here, go in the portal or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I respect it, and honestly. He, he, named, yeah. he named his son the uh, starting quarterback at the press conference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, go I guess it, that I makes guess. sense, but... Is well. that tampering, technically, if it's your son? I don't think so. Prior relationship, so I think, yeah. I think he's he should good. be fine, yeah. even though he's technically the quarterback yeah. at Jackson State right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, Marcus Freeman can't come out and be like, yeah, Spencer Sanders is going to be our quarterback next year. That's <laughs> probably not allowed. Not quite. No, no, no. Yeah. Anyway. So where, where do you see uh, Whistle recruiting going in the future? Like how much can this thing grow in your opinion? <clears throat> oh, well, there's uh, I mean, there's a lot of schools, especially or athletic programs and other sports that aren't using it so mm-hmm. i mean as we sort of expand into other sports um it's it's only going to grow from here i mean today we announced our first um baseball client and we've already had um other baseball programs across the country reaching out because you know if, if ou is using it and why isn't oklahoma state you know that's the, that's the question that every um, support staff members getting from coaches across the country. I mean, I used to get that question all the time. Well, why aren't we doing this? Mm, so, right. so it'll it'll continue to grow and just make lives easier or make it easier to recruit. Is it? I mean, without you don't have to name any of the other competitors, but are there other people that are like this in your space? I'm guessing, or are you guys pretty much uh, like the only one. We're kind of the only one now. Um, so Teamworks actually acquired our main competitor um, and then they went they decided to kind of move forward with the whistle brand so at this at this moment we're kind of the only um, company in the in this industry doing what we do so well, that's fun so one of a kind basically yeah. at this moment gotcha. yes unique yeah. unique so I actually one more one more whistle recruit type question so you you know talk about how like basically you could send out like a message to like 500 kids in like two minutes so it's basically you just like the service is like you get the you put all the phone numbers of players or emails of yeah, players so, in so like yeah so um we make it easy to import your contacts so um most college football programs or college athletic programs have some sort of software to manage their recruiting database so the software where you store all the information about your prospects um, so we will take that and import your contacts into whistle um, and from there, you can kind of personalize it as much as you want. Um, you can put all kinds of in- information in there for each prospect and then make lists based on um, either position or priority or location, time zone, all kinds of things. Um, and then you can pick which lists you want to include on messages. You can upload personalized graphics really easily um, that attach to a kid's profile. Um, or videos um, it's got like a media management kind of it's basically like a Google Drive tool within whistle mm-hmm. um, that you can load graphics and videos for coaches to use we provide scores and schedules to 
coaches. So instead of like like I used to do like search and max preps for high school scores all the time mm-hmm. to, for to send to our coaches, mm-hmm. now Whistle kind of simplifies that process too. That's pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Like you, what's your uh, what's the CEO's name again? Luke. Luke Pitcher. He can send us a check for this advertisement, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah. So you know, well, we don't take we don't need too much. You know, it's a couple hundred bucks each. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fair, great. right? That works. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I need to give you like a special TV offer right now. If you, if you buy now, <laughs> sign up now and get a free iPhone charger. iPhone charger. Sure, why not? I don't know. I almost I want to be like Billy Mays out here. I don't know. R.I.P. Um, For real. One last question before we kind of maybe move on. So, obviously now at Northwood, you've got athletes that are going through the recruiting process. Do you try to give them advice? I know Nitro Tuggle is kind of the highlight player for you guys, but I'm sure Owen Raider is going to be getting looks soon, and obviously Dominic will be, I'm sure, getting you know kicker mm-hmm. evaluations. Preston Andrews even too, a long snapper. Shout out special teams. Yeah. Or I know I'm sure John will be up, would have been upset if I didn't mention him. So <laughs> shout out. But like you, you have those guys reached out to you about like what that process yeah, is like. I mean, yeah. You got to you get on the front lines of it. Well, one of the one of the first things I talked to Coach Andrews about when I got on the staff was just trying to be a resource for um, any of our players that are that are going through the recruiting process. Um, I really enjoy that. I mean, even even when I was at Arkansas, a few of the players kind of in our area, I would reach out to them every now and then and just offer any free advice that I could give or anything. I, I mean, I don't envy these kids trying to go through this process because it can turn on a dime and uh, one day you can be a priority and have an offer ready to commit and then the next day it's gone. Um, so it's a really stressful thing to go through, especially as a sophomore junior senior in high school um so yeah for sure any any help that i can be to to any of our players or anyone really um i i love to to kind of fill that void for them or answer any questions yeah okay i've done a lot of question asking evan you can ask the last <laughs> last couple ones i don't want you to feel like you're left out here sure i mean obviously you've you've had experience at the high school and the college level do you miss being at that college level at all are you happy where you are um I'd be lying. The I think the only part of the college aspect that I miss is the game days. Just mm-hmm. especially like traveling to uh, to another SEC stadium, right? Pulling up on that bus in Baton Rouge with <laughs> yeah, LSU fans imagine, flipping yeah. you off. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's another world. I mean that that was really fun. Just going to see other SEC towns are um, going into kind of a hostile environment and especially getting a W and um, that was that was really fun and uh, just obviously just seeing um, players develop over four years in college but at the same time I mean this I longed to be back in high school and be back home for for too long while I was in college so um, I'm really happy where I'm at so for sure considering that Frail Field? No, yeah. you don't think that's cool. <laughs> he didn't say Gatesville they, either. I'm just saying. They all they all have their unique quirks. I did. I was lucky enough to go down to the swamp. Um, was it the COVID year though? Yeah, it was. Uh, so it wasn't yeah. as cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Florida probably had a sellout still. They didn't care about. You know. No, <laughs> I was, was I was on the field. What it was COVID? You know, what is awful. COVID? So, but uh, you you said how happy you are to be back where you are. Is this kind of a position, you know, if you have a young family and everything, do you 
see yourself being in this position maybe long term at least in Indiana perhaps oh yeah 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 for sure I don't I don't have any plans to leave I don't I don't really want to leave home again like I said earlier I I would I remember it was all the first Friday of high school football season while I was working in college was always the worst for me because like to me I mean I always associated that first Friday with Northwood Gymtown Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the well, the last one that I experienced without, you know, while I was in college, when I wasn't coaching in high school, it, it would be like an emotional day for me. Because I just, like, I, like I've said, I just really wanted to be back here, but also kind of back just doing what I was doing, coaching high school football and pouring into kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah pretty cool so maybe you'll be uh replace nate andrews in i don't know 10 years 15 i think nate's gonna coach forever actually i don't think he's ever yes for sure stop. he does wrestling too like he's just non-stop he just nate, goes man nate's the best he's an animal he never runs out of energy it's impressive it Did really you, um, were you warned about his handshake before you met him because if you're not ready I, for that thing <laughs> I don't I don't think I was warned but also from working in college football I've just I've sort of experienced it before so I I I think I've kind of adjusted my handshake uh, over the years too so yeah, I don't nope. I don't know I don't really remember our first first handshake <laughs> No one uh, it no might one have been a fist me. pound Yeah no one warned me so I was like oh this is this hurts like okay cool crush your, crush You got to really like psychologically prepare for it so you gotta really the best part about COVID I always joke was that we didn't handshake you couldn't really handshake in COVID so it was all fist bumps but even then he, I think he would try to like break your knuckles from time to time it's like what's the seat test of strength so yeah. I, first off Nate I like you you're a nice guy but like just want to get that out there you know it's like your handshake you know you're Strong. ready for it Strong. Yeah, I, I appreciate it it's nice and firm you know what's you know what you're getting so yeah Anything else, Evan? It comes to your mind. You want to before we let Cody get out of here? Or? I feel like we've touched on everything that we could think of, right? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Had a I'm, lot of great answers from you, so thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. We yeah, appreciate you coming you. in. Thank you guys. Um, so much we know for we were trying me. to get you in early football season, but you know, obviously, you were very busy during that time. Yeah. And so it's it's nice to get you in. I know a lot of uh, local people are probably interested. You've had a fun career so far. You're still young. Still got a lot more years to go, probably. Sort of, sort of young. So probably. <laughs> You're in your 30s, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was trying to do the math on the graduating no, I don't high the school. Math. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I, got, I got a birthday coming up in like a week. I don't... Well, happy early birthday. My <laughs> birthday's you. in three weeks, but who's counting? 28. 29. Well, the 29th, I'll be 28. Yeah, 28. I will be 28 on the yeah. 29th, yes. Cody, feel free to share your age if you'd like now, too. Oh, I am, I am 36. <laughs> nice. Nice. There you go. So, congrats. happy early yeah. birthday. Evan Thank is you. 27. I'm 27, yeah. Young buck. So, uh, <laughs> also, hey, Cody, we really appreciate you coming on. Thanks again. Um, hopefully, you can get Vate back on maybe before football season next year, too. Get you a little uh, Northwood preview, little area. Yeah. yeah. Look around. Get you excited for the Panthers. So, for sure. Um, Thank you guys so much for having me, and thank you for everything you do for high school sports and, and the promotion and everything that you give. Thank appreciate you. I appreciate so that. Thanks so much. That, that'll be this edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week 
with more beautiful sports talk. We'll have plenty to cover, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. We always do. There's always something going on in this area. You never know. Um, until next time.